Hey, this is Lieutenant Bella Lexi, and you are listening to Tanya Tate Presents Skinfluencer Success Podcast. This is Tanya Tate. Skinfluencer Success. all you wonderful people who are looking to level up your loot. I'm Tanya Tate and this is my podcast, Tanya Tate Presents Skinfluencer Success. On today's show, how to touch your dreams. Also, my guest is Lieutenant Bella Lexi, former Colorado police lieutenant turned only fan sensation and adult film star content creator. Her police career was dramatically cut short after a colleague found out about her OnlyFans account made an official complaint against her. She'll discuss how she went from that terrifying day of having her entire world and life on full display to making her OnlyFans income become even higher than her police salary. How can sharing private sex tapes with your partner be made into a thriving career? I want to open the show by saying thank you to every single one of you who are listening to my podcast right now. Without your appreciation for my work, this would not be happening. And I appreciate every single one of you. And I want to give another shout out to every one of you who supported my latest project. The Feel Tanya Tate Stroker from Kiru. It's a male masturbator made from a mold of my personal anatomy. And the insert, the sleeve inside is very reflective of my personality. It can become interactive by inserting my stroker into a bigger device called a key on and then you can manually press the start button and it controls the length and the speed that my stroker will move on you and you can also connect it to interactive content where the key on will move up and down with the speed and the stroke length to whatever you're watching in the movie So it just feels like it's me on top of you doing the things that you see me doing in the movie. It's very, very surreal. And I know some of you have been curious for a side-by-side comparison of my toy and my physical anatomy. So I did exactly this. I made a solo movie of me with the comparison side-by-side. There's me, there's the toy, there's fingers. And I met up with my friend as well, Max Phils, and asked if he would be willing to try it out. Um, and he agreed, so I went over with the gift of my Tanya Tate Feel Stroker. And I used it on him. Then I put my stroker into the key arm, which is the interactive box, and set the box to work. And I was pressing all the buttons, and it was going up, down, fast, slow, stop, start. and. It was almost too much for him, but I'm not going to spoil it. Did I push him over the edge? Did it not push him over the edge? Yeah, I think you're going to have to find out a 
Could he hold back his pleasure? Mm-hmm. These scenes are available on my OnlyFans, onlyfans.com slash Tanya Tate. And go over there if you're interested to see the toy in action. And if you are following me on Twitter, actually, I did put a couple of little trailers on Twitter as well recently. Twitter.com slash Tanya Tate. And those who've shared tweets or posted comments online or those who physically have me in their hands at home right now, I want to say thank you. And those that want to be one of those people that have um, got their hands on me, you can get it from kiru.io forward slash field Tanya. So I keep saying Kiru. If you go on my Twitter and onto my link tree, the handles are both at Tanya Tate. Um, you'll get the direct link there. But if you want to write it from, listen to my words, it's K-I-I-R-O-O dot I-O forward slash field Tanya. And I'll get you there. So have you all been wondering where I've been? Oh yes, I just came back from a vacation in Hawaii. Aloha. Or as us Brits say, just come back off me holidays. So we flew into Honolulu and stayed at the Hilton Hawaii Waikiki Beach on the island of Ahoa. Did I say that right? I... Anyway, the island where Honolulu is. So I was traveling with Ozzy and Ozzy is a character. Ozzy's my son. He's currently five years old. And... It, I, we've, we've done loads of plane flights, me and him, but you always wonder what you're going to get. But I have to say, he did great. He had great. He had um, a blank book with plain pieces of paper. He had some pens. He had his iPad. Oh, not his iPad, his tablet. I think he's got a tablet. And he also had his Nintendo Switch. Made sure he had loads of stuff. He, he did great. You know, it was like a five hour flight. I'm very proud of him. On that plane journey, I started reading a book. So John Gordon is one of the, the people that I follow online. If you're not following John Gordon, I think his handle on most things is like John Gordon 11. And it's J-O-N. That's how you spell his first name. And he's got a new book that's come out, The One Truth. And it's all about oneness and how we are all one with each other. I only had the PDF copy because the physical book wasn't quite out yet. And so I had it on my mobile device and I started reading it on the plane and I was like, I was loving these words that I was reading. They were just amazing. And just to sit there and think we are all one. There's there's so much more to it than that. They, They were just wonderful words. I wanted to get through the whole book. However, my eyes are more comfortable reading a real book. Come on, who else is on the same page as me? Old school paper. But the book is being released, so I can carry on reading it in the physical book. And I'm sure that I'm going to be sharing some of John Gordon's wisdom at some point. This vacation, I was so ready for it. It was just the right time, the right place for me to be. We were due to go August 2020, but that got cancelled due to COVID. No one was flying anywhere. I finally got around to booking and escaping. And I literally planned to do nothing. And that's exactly what I did. Decompressed, unwound, didn't have anything that I needed to do except sit by the pool and eat and sleep. 
Um, so before I went away, I prepped by post-dating a lot of updates before I went away. And then while I was away, I took my computer and I took my phone. And in the end, I just said, you know what, computer, you can wait. I just sat on my phone and interacted with the Sex Panther and the OnlyFans. And I was like, this is good enough for me. Everything else can wait till I come back. And it was just so lovely. Like my day, I was waking up at half five, like 5.30 a.m., which is like 8.30 a.m. LA time. So there's a three hour time difference, which really threw me off because East Coast, suddenly now East Coast was what? I'm going to say it wrong. Eight hour time difference. And UK was like 11 hour time difference. So it was like literally the other half of the day. So it felt a little bit strange being on that different time zone. But every day I woke up and I went down left the hotel room and went and did a yoga class. Now they had this very lush and they had this lovely like green grassy area. There was a lot of lovely green grassy areas on this hotel. If any of you have ever been to this hotel, the Hilton Hawaii Waikiki Beach, it is like there's several towers. I might be about six towers or eight, six or eight towers. I don't know. There's so many restaurants and pools and there's a lot of grass and it's right on the beach and it's just amazing. But I could look out of my hotel room and I could look down on this piece of grass and it had like trees around it and the beautiful Hawaiian flowers were growing on some of the bushes. And they had this little waterfall. It was right by the chapel. So the waterfall just like that lovely background noise. And it was just so lush. And I'd come down every morning at, at 6.30 to start this yoga class. And it just felt amazing. Just listen to that gushing sound and breathing in the energy of what felt like paradise. And just lying down on the mat with your feet and your hands resting on the grass and looking up at the sky. And it was just that feeling of pure bliss and I took a mental picture of that moment fully immersed in the gratitude the sounds the smells the vision the touch the feelings that I could feel inside me and the energy and I played it back in my head and I kept playing it back in my head whenever I want to put myself back there but how powerful is that to just put yourself back in paradise just by thinking about it. You can put your body anywhere you want just by using your mind. Okay, I'm going to ask you to do something. So think about a situation that you was in that made you feel angry. Like, think about it right now. And I know straight away, wherever the situation was, whatever happened, whether it was another person, and I know straight away your heart is going to be racing, your blood's going to be pumping, and it's those angry thoughts, and they reappear. The back there right now, in your stomach, in your head, in your body. So just think about that for a minute. Thinking about something can change your body's reaction. So if thinking of something can change your body's reaction, then think of a time where you felt fully immersed in something amazing. Maybe it was a trip, a concert, a special day, 
being with certain family and achievement, whatever it is, getting that brand new car, that brand new house, that brand new job, that dream job, think about it. Go back to that time when you first was experiencing it. Picture it right now and feel the gratitude for being there. Think about who was there, what did you see, what did you hear? Were you touching, were you feeling? Play it back in your head. Are you getting a feeling of joy, of love, of bliss, of excitement, of happiness? That is how powerful your body is. You can be back there like a dream. And we can all have dreams. And do you know, we can all touch our dreams. Since coming back from Hawaii, I've spent some time driving in traffic and was using the drive to listen to the Ed Milet podcast. And he was literally talking about touching your dreams. Now, I listen to a lot of things or I talk to people or I pick things up and I pull things out or songs get sent to me and I'm like, I'm writing that down. And this was what I was listening to yesterday. And I said, that's it. That's what I'm going to be talking about. And I, lo- I love it. Thank you, Ed Myler, for inspiring me today. If you've never listened to his podcast, go and listen. It's absolutely amazing. So Ed Milet was talking about touching your dreams. So he was talking about, you know, you could look at places online and you can picture yourself there and you can imagine in your head being there. So he spoke about the times when he would go places. He said, you know, thinking about it's a great step, but being there is an even better step. So he had different thoughts and ideas and dreams. And I'm just going to give you some of the examples. He he said a a lot of things in his podcast. You're going to have to listen to it all. But he did this thing where he gave himself a target income for the month. And on the months that he reached it, he would treat himself to one of living one of his dreams. So one of the dreams was to take his wife to the Ritz Carlton. So the month he, he exceeded his target, he did it. He took his wife, they turned up in the Honda car and all these other guests were turning up in more expensive cars and he went and played golf and his wife went to spa and there they were, they were putting themselves in their dream place. It was in the dream location where they wanted to be, where they wanted to live. And then he'd just drive around the places that he wanted to live. He had to sneak into the gated community just to look. So not only was he picturing his life, He was also putting himself in those places. So I want to think back to my life and me living here now in LA. And a long time ago, before I was even in the adult industry, I came to LA on vacation, which is me holidays, and stayed with some friends. And they lived in an apartment building in Sherman Oaks. So the building had a pool and it was in a beautiful residential area that was really nice to walk around. And it was next to a healthy supermarket, which is Whole Foods. And it was walking distance close to a mall that had a gym and P.F. Chang's. And I visited both while I was there. And I remember being in LA and being in Sherman Oaks and thinking how amazing it must be to live this life. And at some point, these friends, they moved to Las Vegas and bought a house. And I was thinking again, this is wonderful to own a home so much bigger than the regular UK ones. And especially the regular sized Bellway home. It was a semi-detached that I was living in at the time. 
And then fast forward 15 years later. So I did live in an apartment in LA, no pool though. And now I live in a house that is a much bigger house than my semi-detached house back in the UK. And I drive past that first building that I stayed in every single time that I drive on the 405. And I look at the shop, that Whole Foods. And now I've literally just gone on Amazon and ordered a, a shop from Whole Foods so I can go and pick it up. You just bring it out to your car and I need to go walk around the shops. Like Whole Foods, I'm like, yeah, I'm back. That particular Whole Foods in Sherman Oaks, it was, it was very surreal because I would go in there and they used to make sandwiches and I'd, I made sandwiches before I lived here in LA. And then fast forward years later and um, I was with a very, very dear friend of mine, Darius Campbell, who sadly passed away. But we went in there together and I can remember walking around with him and thinking, wow, this is surreal. I visited this shop years ago, getting the sandwiches, and I never thought I would be here with someone as amazing a friend as Darius. And I'm going to say, I'm just going to put it, I'm just going to say it as it is. It's like, oh, like little old me, like all that long time ago, that person from Liverpool who would have said, you know, my future is going to be in LA with famous people. And I'm going to make myself, I make myself laugh because I'm like famous people like Darius. And I'm like, but hold on. <laughs> when he, we first met, he knew who I was. It, it always make me laugh. I'm like famous people, famous people that are in the industry. It, it I, it's one of those things that I, I guess I see myself as a recognizable person. But if I'm talking about myself, I don't talk about myself as a famous person, but I'll talk about other people as famous people. <laughs> I don't know, it's just, I guess that's just the thought process about me. But yeah, I would never have thought that I would be in LA with famous people, being on camera, video camera, photo camera, being on television, red carpets, flashing lights. I lived the dream in my mind. And I lived the dream by being present in those places before the dream happened. I can remember being back in England and I, I have to admit, I, I've seen psychics and there was this fella called Fred and he'd said to me, flashing lights, I could see flashing lights, London, LA, Dublin, Ireland, it's all flashing lights. And he said a whole lot more to me. And just thinking back, I'm like, yeah, all the flashing lights. It was, I went to Ireland, I did the Tanya Tate sex tour of Ireland, and that went from page viral on all the Irish newspapers. Um, I did do a lot of movies in London, and then of course I come over to LA where I continued with my career. And I can remember him telling it to me, and I was like, that's fantastic. Imagine that. And I did imagine it. I first thought of those dreams, and I lived them in my mind and in my heart. And I dreamt of being back in LA in my dreams when I went to sleep. You know, you come back off your holidays, but then you dream that you're back there. And I pictured myself there, and I knew that I was worthy of those dreams. I believed in them. 
I really thought was possible. I believed that the impossible can become possible. So there's other ways that I've touched my dreams. Have you ever experienced something that you really want so badly and you saw other people just getting it without any effort? You know, it's a new job or a new car or the new house or the latest things that they've got or the happiness you, you see them having and the family time and the friends. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes people, you see that they have without any effort. And then you're thinking, well, why is it them and not me? And that's what I want. So this is coming from a place of lack. So if you're thinking about, well, why them? Why not me? It's it's a lack. So it's a lack of a dream rather than a place of feeling like your dreams are already here and have come true. So let me give you an example of that of how I touched my dreams and believed and it came true. So my IVF journey, fertility, who would have thought a woman in her 30s is going to have a problem getting pregnant? No one knew. And everyone thinks it's never going to be me. And it really was a roller coaster of failures for my dream of becoming a mom. And each time, different treatments. We're going to try this, we're going to try that, take these drugs, do that this time. And then you'd hold your breath and hope that they were. So you're like, did it work? Oh, not this time. And then that disappointment and the feeling of lack. Was my body not good enough? Am I not good enough? Am I not healthy enough? Am I not deserving enough? And the feeling of jealousy when someone else, and you think, oh, they don't even care about the kids they've got. They don't even appreciate the kids or the family they've got. And then suddenly there's another baby on the way. And I've had that one where you, I'm not going to go to that baby shower. I don't want to look at those pictures of people pregnant. And I can remember a friend being pregnant. And I literally had to hide a post on her personal Facebook as it broke my heart to see it. And it wasn't until I changed my way of thinking and feelings that my dream became true. So I would picture myself with a healthy baby in my arms and holding it and feeling it and cuddling and kissing their face. And I would sit on the floor in the spare bedroom and it was literally, there was nothing in there, it was just boxes and a clothes rail and I'd go in and sit on the floor and I'd think, oh, what would it be like to hear a baby and hear to come in and the baby's there? And I put a onesie or a baby grow, as I call it, in the wardrobe slash closet in anticipation for bringing this baby home from the hospital. And then I would ask, I would ask God, the universe, relatives who've passed, spirits, ghosts, anyone who I thought was listening over and over to help grow my baby, to ask for my baby to be delivered to me to ask for my baby to be born, to grow inside my tummy. And I was repeating the affirmations over and over and over again until I believed in my thoughts and in my heart for them to be true. And finally it happened. It was the very last batch of eggs that was inserted. One implanted and grew into my amazing, beautiful son, Ozzy. And every day I give thanks and appreciation
for this gift of my dream coming true. So I wanted to tell you this so you know that anything is possible if you want it so much and you feel a gratitude as though you've already received it. That's what I did. And I've just given you two amazing examples of how. So what dreams do you have? What will you think about? And will you go and touch a part of your dream? Like, here's something else, like, really simple. If you wanted a certain watch, so you might want to go and look at it online. You might want to see it, look in the magazines. But how about go to the store? Not just look at the window. Go inside, try it on, feel the weight, put it on your wrist. And picture a day when you see yourself wearing it in the future. You know, where are you? What are you doing? Put yourself there and make that the story of your future. Make it real. And feel it as though you're living it and loving it right now. So you're wondering what my future dreams are. Apart from listening to cooing birds. I think that bird wants to listen to my dream as well. I'm not stopping this podcast. You're just going to have to listen to the coo and bird. I really want to grow spiritually in my mind, body, and most importantly, my heart. Hawaii gave me time to feel appreciation for the peace, the outdoors, the sand on the beach, the bright blue water, relaxing in the sun, reading, time away from the computer, drinking cocktails. Yes, I did. I did drink. Not that many, but I did drink. Normally I don't, I eat super clean, but I was like, I'm on my holidays. And I did still keep eating healthy food. And that yoga every day in the lush green grass, seeing the beautiful Hawaiian flowers on the trees. Everything's so bright, colorful and vivid. It's like it's waiting for me to touch it. So I've got those water bungalows in Maldives and a week-long spiritual retreat of my soul awakening in the near future. Even when I'm saying it, my stomach's turning. I've had this energy today that is just on fire. I don't know. I've, I've got a book as well where I'm writing down 101 things that I want. And I'll be honest with you, I start things sometimes and I like, I come back to it. I just put in number 14 today. It just come to me and I'm like, okay, I'm writing that one down. I've touched my dreams in so many ways and my dreams come true. And you can do the same. Just picture it and believe. You are the person who can make your dreams come true. Yes, you. So I usually spotlight someone who I feel stands out or has done something interesting on their social media. On this episode, I'm going to change it up a bit and give the Skinfluencer Success Podcast Spotlight Performer to a collaboration of people who are, in fact, not performers. So anyone who has helped in any way, shape or form by tweeting or posting online via reviews or on social media about my brand new feel, Tanya Tate Stroker from Kiru. Okay, this shout out goes to you. My heartfelt gratitude to you all. And of course, all the team at Kiru for making my dreams of having 
my own toy available worldwide for my fans. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing the news. And if you do post online, be sure to tag me and Kiru and I do retreat or comment when I see. So I'm asking you to tag some performers who you think deserve to be Skinfluencer Success Spotlight. Tweet me at Tanya Tate, comment on my YouTube or TikTok at Tanya Tate Tube or Instagram at Tanya Tate Create. Or you can leave me a voice note on speakpipe.com slash Tanya Tate and let me know who you think should be spotlighted and why. Coming up next on Skinfluencer Success Podcast, how can sharing private sex tapes with your partner be made into a thriving career? This is Tanya Tate. Skinfluencer Success. You are listening to Tanya Tate Presents Skinfluencer Success. How can sharing private sex tapes with your partner be made into a thriving career? My guest is a former Colorado police lieutenant. And on August the 25th, 2021, she woke up just like any other day to read her police emails. An official complaint had been made about her. A colleague had reported her for having an OnlyFans account. She went from that terrifying day of having her entire world on full display to now having an OnlyFans account with an income that pays even higher than her police salary. She is an OnlyFans sensation and an adult film star content creator. Welcome, Lieutenant Bella Lexi, to the Skinfluencer Success Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Tanya. Hi, it's so nice to have you on. I'm like, I, I like it, you know, we met on Twitter. So, you know, yep. sometimes I put the call out and I'm like, who shall I have on as a guest? And Lieutenant Bella Lexi is like, me, I've got a very interesting okay. story. <laughs> <laughs> I like it because I was like, okay, tell me your story. And like, immediately you give me a lot of information and I'm like, I like this. This is, this is something definitely that I think our listeners, our viewers will want to hear about. So I, I just want you to introduce yourself. Who is Lieutenant Bella Lexi and what made you start your very own OnlyFans account in the beginning? So it was really kind of interesting. It all started around COVID, which I think a lot of people kind of got into that around COVID. And it was just more or less for my husband and I to have some fun. We had had videos, we had photos, because um, that's always been a part of our, our natural relationship and sex life. And so uh, we had seen something on the news about OnlyFans and my husband's like, hey, maybe we should put something up there and just see. And I was like, okay, whatever. I was busy running a jail. So I was like, I really have my hands full with this. So sure, let's give it a try, right? So he ran the page for, gosh, it was over a year. Um, you know, he'd be like, hey, can you take these pictures? Can we make this video? I was like, sure. But really, I didn't have a lot of involvement in the page. And then a former friend of mine had somehow found out about it and then made the complaint. So, but it was just for kinky fun for yeah. us, you know, I didn't expect to have anyone follow the page. You know, I just was like, oh, that's for like all the famous people. Right. And so I didn't think it was going to go anywhere. Yeah. And was it yeah. when you first started off, was it solo just you or was it because you'd already been making pictures and videos with your husband? Was it, was it 
like personal sex tapes for, with both of you? Yes, it was both. Yeah. Primarily it was photos of me and then videos of him and I, and then it kind of expanded into solo videos and things like that. So, okay. yeah. So then yeah. this friend, did she, was it a he or a she? The, a the she. friend. A female uh, friend. So at some point, did you like say to her, hey, like, I've got this secret. I've got this OnlyFans account. Or did she actually find out somehow? No, I never shared it with anyone. It was to be a big secret, right? Yeah. And uh, so somehow she had found out about it. Never spoke with me directly about it just went directly to my employer yeah that's that's really interesting because if you've not told anybody and it's like you and your husband's little secret how the hell does someone come on and just stumble across an OnlyFans page right I know it's like so random well and that was the thing and so I mean, I have my speculation on how it may have been discovered by her. You know, I got a copy of the investigation and she had a couple of different reasons that didn't really make any sense on how she found out. Um, obviously, I don't have any way to prove how she did or didn't find out about it, but I'm I'm assuming her husband may have found it, would yeah. be my guess. That, yeah. That's that's interesting, isn't it? Like, you know, if if you're not if you're a female and you don't log on to OnlyFans, you know, let's be honest, OnlyFans is predominantly a male environment as a fan. We do have Absolutely. female fans, but it's predominantly male. So imagine yes. if imagine if that's you and your husband's like, Oh look, there's your mate at work. She's banging her husband. And, you know, there's, I think there's sometimes there could be jealousy, there could be the feeling inferior um, mm -hmm. and looking and thinking, well, if they've got something that I haven't got, it's, it, it, it can, different feelings, like lower feelings can make people do things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, honestly, looking back now, I just wish she would have had a conversation with me. Um, you know, but that isn't how it went. And it wasn't in my, in my cards for it to go that way. And so then uh, after they, after she made the complaint and they started the investigation, someone in my work ended up leaking it to the media. I want to go back to that day. Like, so there's your friend, soon to be ex-friend. And, you know, you, you wake up that morning and there you are checking your police emails and there's like the official complaint and it's sitting in your inbox to read. What, what, what was that day like? It was intense. Like, so as a lieutenant, you get notice of complaints about other employees and whatever. So I opened it fully expecting it to be on one of my other employees. And then I'm reading it and I'm like, this is about me. This is about my OnlyFans. Oh my God you know, like your heart is in your throat and you're, you can hear your heart beating in your head and your palms start to sweat. And you just are like, oh my God, what the heck? This was never supposed to be anything. I never even identified myself as a cop. What is going on? You know, you start to think about all the, the worst case scenario of it all. And yeah. I was like, am I going to lose my job? Like, or some stupid nudies on the internet? Like, yeah. You know, I, I really didn't know how to react. So I hand the phone to my husband and he's like, oh, okay. Like, you don't know how to respond. You mm -hmm. just, you don't. And so, um, yeah, I went into work and I was like, 
okay and you're waiting for the phone call on your desk phone to come to internal affairs you don't know how it's gonna all unfold i didn't say anything to anyone because i was like no one knew yeah you know yeah and then i ended up getting called in and um i had already had an attorney uh, for some other things and i didn't end up doing an interview with them we ended up coming to a settlement agreement um so i was paid thirty thousand dollars when i retired nice it's yeah. I, I'm saying nice because I can see the position where you're in right now. And mm -hmm. looking back for me, I think that seems nice. But at the time, that oh, at the time, like thirty thousand dollars, that's not going to pay my bills for a year. Yeah. You know, um, but I was like, well, it's something to keep me afloat until I can find a job. But when you when your face and your name go international, it's really hard to find a regular job. Yeah, so you say someone leaked. So so you're going through the investigation, you're coming to a settlement, you're coming to an agreement, you're doing mm -hmm. your, your retirement, and then somebody at some point leaked it to the press. Correct, to the local media here in Colorado. So we got a phone call from Rob Lowe, who did the story. And he's like, hey, what do you know? Because he knew I worked there. He goes, hey, what do you know about some deputy uh, who had an OnlyFans page and is under investigation? And I was like, um, it's not a story. And he's like, well, I want to talk to this person. What do you know? And I go, well, that person's me and it's not a story. Yeah. And he's like, it's you? I'm like, yes, it's me. You wasn't me. expecting it. <laughs> no. And so he's like, well, I'm going to have to talk to my news director or whatever. And I was like, well, please try to like make it go away because it's not a story and I don't want my kids to know about this. He calls back and he's like, okay, so we have a couple of options. My news director says this is a story. You can release a statement to us. You can go on camera and do an interview or you can do nothing, but we're still pursuing the story. So I contact my attorney, talk with my husband. He's like, let's just do the on-camera interview. So we did the interview and um, we had a bunch of forest fires and everything in the state of Colorado. So it just like kind of went away and I was like, well, maybe it's never going to come up. And then it was a couple months later and he goes, hey, the story's going to air on Monday on the nine o'clock news. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So in the meantime... He had told us that like the Thursday before. And then um, that weekend, I got a phone call in the middle of the night from the UK. And I'm like, who is calling me from the UK in the middle of the night? Well, I think because it hadn't aired in Denver, uh, someone leaked it to the UK media who called me and wanted to do an interview. And they ended up scooping the local news. They released the story at 5 a.m. that morning. And then my story aired locally at 9, but it had already gone global. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. After they released that story, it was in the Daily Mail mm -hmm. at five in the morning. They released it. And um, well, by the time The View aired that morning, which is like at nine or 10, that's how my aunties found out about it. They were talking about me on The View. Um, my other family found out about it on Fox News and, and any other Facebook link, you name it. They were all finding out about it. So this is, this is a massive thing to deal with. It's like, you thought it was going to be a secret. The secret got out. Yeah. You lost, you basically lost your job. And then, yeah. you know, the local news, well, you know, if you don't talk to us, we're going to run it anyway. So, you know, you decided, well, let's 
get your voice out there. So at least it's, it's partly your story. Um, but then to like the world media now getting the story and it's like, okay, we're going to put it out there. And they're talking to you on all these, like so many places and like, how, how did you deal with that? Like physically, emotionally, like the fallout, like you say, your aunties were watching it, like, like talk me through that. You know, initially when they started the investigation and we went through the settlement agreement and everything, it was really stressful. So, um, I was at massive mental health crisis. Like all I ever wanted to do as a kid was be a cop. And suddenly I'm staring down that disappearing. And so, um, you know, and a big part of my role as a cop was dealing with people with mental health issues and peer support for cops who are struggling. So it's like hard to take your own advice, dial up a counselor. I'm like, I need some help. I need somebody to talk to. Cause I'm sitting at home on FMLA for the mental health issues surrounding it. And I was like, then it brings up everything else. Right. So all of the, the calls from the job, the trauma from the job, you name it. And I'm sitting at home and I was like, I can't do this. Like I, I don't know what to do. So I went to some super intensive therapy and of course it's during COVID still. So it all has to be via zoom or whatever. Yeah. A lot of tears, a lot of, fears, a lot of all that, you know, and before it got leaked to the media, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna walk away quietly and I'll just deal with this on my own. I'll get well and I'll figure something out. Well, obviously the plans changed. Um, and so I kind of use that as something that I want women to know is that it's okay to be um, scared. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be depressed. It's okay to, to have all those feelings, just find a way to explore them and work through them. You don't have to sit in silence and and try to figure it out on your own because I could have never done it without my therapist. Yeah, it, it's, you know, we all go through different traumas of different varying levels and some of us can deal with higher traumas compared to others. And I, mm. you know, for me, I think, oh, I've got this, I've got this. But sometimes it's like, no, you've got to get it out. You've got to release it to be able to like move on. Mm-hmm. And, and to be well. Yeah. We all want to be well. It's, it is, it's like getting up every day and it's, I always think, you know, what are we here for? We're here for the joy. We're here for learning. We're here for happiness. Like who wants mm-hmm. to get up and be miserable every day? <laughs> right. Exactly. Not me. <laughs> yeah. And if there are steps that you can take yourself, um, you know, and some people will probably be like, Oh, talking to somebody, getting like a, you know, a therapist for some people that feels like a fail, mm-hmm. but it it's, it's not, it's a step of taking that recognition that I need help. I, I need some help and can someone help me and taking the steps to like recognize that you've got the problem. And then with the help of somebody else, getting yourself mm-hmm. well. And I, yeah. I think that's a, an amazing accomplishment. Well, and it's so crazy because I go from being the helper, right? I'm helping solve everybody's problems to now I have to ask for help. And that was a big pride bust. Yeah. But I'm glad that I did. And I'm glad that I worked through it because then I think that that makes me better at doing what I do now. You know, I have my confidence back. I'm, you know, I, I have an avenue to help people. So I, 
I just change the focus and direction of what I, who and what I'm doing to help people. So, so I, I love it. It's like when we, like we both have an OnlyFans account and we are helping people. <laughs> we are. Oh. Every, Every single day. day, yeah. People log in, our fans, they log in and they get to talk to us. And you you know, you you must have similar fans where they come in and they're, they're talking to us about the day, they're talking to us about issues, as well as, you know, some a, a lot of them, the majority of them want the naughty interaction. Yeah. But you do have some of them that come in that just want to be basically like your friend. Yeah. And you are sometimes like a therapist in, in a way to, to some of our fans that come in. So you went from not having a job to having a small amount of money compared, to, relatively compared to like, you know, needing to pay your bills for a year. So at what point did you sit down with your husband and like really make the decision that, you know, you, you mentioned you was all over the press now you're like how am I going to get another job so at what point did you decide that OnlyFans was going to be something that you were going to move forward with I think when when the story broke in the media and then in a matter of four days my page just exploded and we were sitting here looking at it and I'm like oh my, I can't respond to 1200 messages like how am I ever going to get through all of this? And so I was like, you know what? We need to sit down and come up with a plan. So we scheduled a, a Monday morning meeting. I'm like, we need to sit down and we need to make this official official. And so we sat down and we came up with how do we want to build my brand? Because obviously now I'm a thing. Yeah. And how do we want to build that? How do we want to make that look? And how do we um, make sure that, we control what that looks like. And so mm -hmm. we sat down, we brainstormed it. It took us almost three weeks to respond to all the messages, but I responded to everyone personally. Um, <laughs> and so I'm like, well, this is, this is my job now, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't feel like work. And that's what I think I like the most about it is I get to talk to all these cool people all around the country and they, trust me they're like i saw your story i feel like i can relate to you like so yes i might be i even hate to say it because i don't look at myself this way but to be like famous but people have that bond because i was so basic you know and so i think it's just has been um really great i hear people's darkest secrets that they mm -hmm. can't tell anyone else but they're like after everything that happened to you, I know you would never tell anyone. Mm. I'm like, well, I would never tell anyone anyway, but yeah. yes, I'm glad you have a place that you can go that's safe to talk about whatever. Um, you know, and I've had people who've been suicidal, who've reached out to me. I'm like, let me connect you to some resources, right? Mm. Because I can't just ignore that, right? And so I've worked now with a bunch of different organizations and stuff. So I have resources that I can give to people who reach out. And, you know, at, at least they're reaching out, whether it's to me or to law enforcement or to anyone else, any other um, person that I come in contact with, I'm glad that, that that opportunity is there and people are listening. Yeah. And just because we have got a platform now and people, your fans, my fans will be listening. And if people are feeling suicidal, like give some places where they can go just because I, I want to get the information out there. Oh, you're going to grab me impulsively and I don't have my laptop. But let me look. 
I know I came in with my phone. She's like, I wasn't prepared for that question. You I know what? 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 This whole list on my laptop. That's okay. That's okay. What they can do if you are trying to get some of the resources, you can reach mm-hmm. out to Lieutenant Bella Lexi. I'm real. Give like all your links at the end. You can say all your links so they can reach your, you know, and what's your main site, your main hub site that you have? Uh, therealbellalexi.com. Perfect. So if they go to therealbellalexi.com, everything will be on there, how mm-hmm. they can reach you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then, like I said, I mean, a lot of it is sometimes I don't know people in every state, but Google is an amazing thing. But yeah. when you're not feeling well, you can't look. Your yeah. brain is like, I'm not well, not in a good place. And you get into this hamster wheel of, I need help, but I don't know how to help myself. And you can't do that. So reaching out to someone to me, simply saying, Hey, call this crisis line. Here's a number. What state are you in? Um, tell me how it went afterwards. I do a follow up. Hey, I just want to check in and make sure you connected. Um, you know, so because you're not alone, but when you can't, when you feel like you're at your worst, you mm-hmm. do feel that way. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, and I, I think this is amazing that you are helping others. And, you know, you said that you always wanted to be a police officer. You always wanted to help people. And who you are helping had to change, you know? Yes. So, mm-hmm. you know, you mentioned um, that you are developing a nonprofit. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. Yeah, so I'm really excited about this. And it's still kind of in its initial phases. Um, while I finish my book, but basically what I want to do is have, like you called it a hub, a place to go where sex workers, because that's the community I want to serve is underserviced sex workers, because it is a, a lonely, isolating uh, profession at times. And so, and they don't necessarily always have a lot of money. You know, I experienced mm-hmm. that when I first started in this, I was like, oh, you know, what am I going to do? And so you don't necessarily have the finances available. Mm. So what I want to do is develop, I have a board of directors where people will be able to write in, say, Hey, I need help with this or whatever, so that I can help put them in contact with people for low or no cost counseling services. um, And other things that sex workers might need financial advice, uh, tax advice, all of those kinds of things. So if you're in a position where you have a problem and you can't afford to help yourself get out of it, I can connect to those resources and make that available. That's amazing. I I, I yeah. love that. It's like, like you've got something and you're here and you're able to give back to people. Mm-hmm. And-, and that was my big fear. I was like, what am I going to do? Because you know, when you're a giver and all of a sudden I'm like, well, kind of now I'm a taker, but I'm giving because I'm making videos. It's like this very conflicting change for sure. Yeah, yeah it is. It, it is, isn't it? It's like, it's difficult for us. You know, sometimes you go, you go on your page and it's, you get people that are going to spoil us and you get people that are never going to spend any money and mm-hmm. it's difficult sometimes to get the right balance. And I mm-hmm. and I think it's nice to, to try and give back to everyone. Um, mm-hmm. But some of them, the ones that give more to you, you will always give more back to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's nice I think to step away. Yeah. You know? I think when you step away from that and to serve other people as well, it's mm-hmm. it's amazing. And I, it, 
it makes my heart big that there are people in the world like you, Bella. Like, <laughs> yes. Well, thank you. I'm I'm trying, and I think that I think that sex workers get such a bad rap, you know. And it's crazy because cops got a bad rap too. So I went from being a cop who, you know, there's been a lot of issues, whatever, and I don't want to get into all that, but we all know it's a thing. And now I'm on the sex worker side and it's still equally judged. And it's so mind boggling to me, Um, you know, how some multi-billion dollar business that, you know, a lot of people indulge in is this dirty secret across, across society, yet everyone is doing it. Yeah. I, I don't know, you know. And I think sometimes the people that shout the loudest against it are the ones that are doing it all the more. <laughs> oh, that's probably all my former uh, employees who message me and call me all the time asking for free stuff. <laughs> hey! <laughs> You're like, oh, get on me OnlyFans and pay for it yourself, you cheeky. Well, and that's, that's what I say. I'm like, come on now. This, You all know this is my career. In fact, I just had one last week. He hadn't worked for me. It's probably been four or five years since he worked for me. And he texted me and reached out to me and was like, hey, I, I saw a commercial for you or something on some porn website. I was like, oh, you did? Well, tell me more about it. And he's like, well, you know, I was your favorite. So if you want to just send me some free videos sometime, I wouldn't be upset. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. Oh my god. No free 99 videos. Nice try. No. I'm funny sometimes. I'm not gonna say the name, but you know, I used to I'm from Liverpool and I used to work in um a pub, a bar, quite a popular bar in Liverpool City Centre. And a lot of the footballers were coming, soccer mm-hmm. players, yeah. Premier League teams. And I, I knew a lot of them and I, I still know some of them now. And occasionally you get one. Oh, can you send me a picture? I'm like, oh for God's sake. I'm just like just go to my Twitter or just go on my OnlyFans or, oh, mm-hmm. I'll, and I, and I'm thinking they don't want their phone to show where they've been. Exactly. <laughs> they don't so, want to have to pay with their credit have... card and then their wife knows. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh. and then sometimes I just say, okay, send me a picture of you now and I'll send you one back of me just cause I'm just, I'm just nosy. Cause I want to yeah. <laughs> see. And they sent me a picture and he's, and I'm, cause he, he, he was like, Oh, I've got a guy who's, who's a big fan. I'm like, he takes the picture and there's three fellas in the picture. I'm like, so which one's the big fan? And he went that one, but the other one is another football player. And I was like, bloody hell, I didn't recognize him. <laughs> it's been like 20 odd years. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh yeah. But you know, the camera angle. So I'm like, okay, here's a picture for you. And I, I just pulled whatever was on my phone that I just mm-hmm. sent out. And I thought, well, they'll all be made up in the pub tonight. And <laughs> I didn't send them any videos. Fine. Oh yeah. I know her. I, she sent me this personally. Yeah. Sometimes I have one of them. He's like, oh, um, all my mates. And he's like, they don't think I know you. So I'm like, okay. So there I am hi and i say his name and all your mates but all your mates are jealous down like live part yeah. in liverpool and like they, it just makes the day so sometimes i do little things like oh, <laughs> gives me a laugh but i'm just like when they want like the hard stuff i'm like oh no you're not getting that cheeky <laughs> right well it's like it's one thing to ask for a picture it's another yeah. thing to ask for a video you yeah know? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, get, get on there, you get shout out videos. Okay, so I, I want to go back. Um, you mentioned a book, you know, um, and I want to find out like 
how did you get the offer for the book and tell us a little bit more about it and what's going to be in it. Okay. So, uh, ironically I had my publisher, um, Berman books actually reached out to me. He had seen my story, uh, had seen some podcast interviews I had done and read some interviews I had done. And he found my email on my website and reached out and he's like, Hey, I want to talk to you about a book. And I was like, a book, I don't, I don't want to write a book about the whole situation. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. and so I, but I talked to him and he's like, I want, I feel like you would be a really good fit and I want you to write a relationship and sex advice book. He's like, because just your age, your life experience, um, because I've been through a divorce, I'm remarried, the countless living rooms I stood in over the years, you know, trying to help couples who called the cops for help. No one was going to get arrested, but here's what I see is kind of going on. Maybe this will help you guys. You should probably get a counselor, but here's what I see. You guys are both trying to, you know, talk or whatever, and no one's listening and everyone's talking. And so he's like, I really think you'd have a really good platform to write this book. And I was like, you know what? I think you're probably right. So it's going to be a quick read, maybe 120 pages, 10 chapters. It's going to cover a bunch of different things like communication, um, how to transfer because of COVID, how to transfer from an online uh, communication to meeting in person, and, and how do you overcome that and things like that, like how to just be better at a relationship, how to handle a partner's trauma that they reveal to you after you've been together for a period of time and things like that, because those are all common things that people deal with now. So just some tips and tricks and some anecdotes and some funny stories from my career or my personal life or my girlfriends, you know, because, you know, I went through the whole online dating thing. And then when they did, they're like, Oh my God, what do I do? And I'm like, Oh, here's how you do this. And I would write this and just helping people better use their words to, you know, actually meet someone and develop a relationship. So, mm. and that that's yeah. that's interesting. You know, for women, but also for, you know for our fans as well, because mm-hmm. they do like like sometimes they like I'm never going to find a girl, and I and the first thing I think of well with that attitude, yeah. you're never going to find a girl because whatever you're telling yourself, that's what's going to happen. That's what you're bringing forth in your reality. Mm-hmm. That's what you're asking for. So yes. to to pick up a book and be like, okay, well, you know, this is understanding the other partner better and understanding, mm-hmm. you know, how things can work and how you can make relationships happen. It's like taking yeah, that absolutely. first step. Mm-hmm. And like, it's a scary world out there dating. And it's a scary world to be involved in relationships, you know? And so this book is um, not gender specific. It's for males and females. And I'd say the average range is about 25 to 45 or 50. That would, so it's a pretty broad, but relationships are relationships, right? Yeah. And so, and if you read a book and you're like, oh, maybe that's where I've been going wrong. It's not something to make you feel bad, but it's to say, hey, this could be, something that you should work on and then give you some tools to do that. Yeah. I like that. So, um, so this is going to be out later in the year. Yes. Like every good author, I'm not on time, (laughs) but but life happens, right? I'm a mom. I, you know, I run my OnlyFans, which is really a business. I turned it into a business. I have an LLC. 
Um, you know, and then just all the other things, coaching new girls or, um, you know, running kids to practices, making dinners, cleaning the house, like all those things, I still have to do them all. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a mom as well. It's, it's, it's finding the balance, isn't it? It's like, you know, my, my little boy, he's, he's out there and like, he's, he joins me on YouTube. He joins me on TikTok. We do TikTok lives together. He's, he's full of energy. He's five and it's like, you know, when he walks through that door, you know, like the whole energy in the house changes. But it oh, is, yeah. it's, it's a lot, isn't it? And then you've got to find the balance. Like, you know, now for me, he's at school, perfect time to do the podcast. But you've mm-hmm. got to, you know, do your balancing in terms of like your OnlyFans and your interactions yeah. and, you know, your live streams. It's finding the, the right balance between being a mom, mm-hmm. like being there for, you, for your kid, and then being there for the fans as well. And it's yeah. like a juggling act. It is. It is. And, you know, the one thing that we promised ourselves was that family would be our first focus through all of this. And that has been our focus. And, um, you know, so sometimes and I'll just post it. I'll be like, hey, I'm at my kids softball or baseball tournament all weekend. I'll do the best I can to message you. I'll post pictures if I can. Um, but yeah. family first. And that's why I tell my people and I tell them that's how it should be in your life, too. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's definitely mm-hmm. a good rule. I want to ask you about your monthly column. So Lieutenant Bella's briefings. I, I yes. like the sound of this. Um, tell us a little bit more about that. So another random thing fell into my lap. Um, I met Michael, the owner of ASN Magazine, is who I write for. And um, I met him in Exotica last July. And he's like, Hey, I've seen your story. Gave me his business card. He's like, please reach out to me. So I did. And, um, we had a a chat and whatever. And, um, I was like, I want to be on your cover. (laughs) And he's like, okay. So he's like, give me your pitch and whatever. So I gave him my pitch and, um, I was like, yeah, so January is going to be my one year anniversary of the story being leaked. He's like, all right, I will give you my January cover. And I said, I'm looking for other ways to help. I said, I don't know if you need anyone to guest write or do anything because I'd already been working on the book piece. I was like, so if something comes up, let me know. And so Michael's like, you know what? Actually, I think it'd be really cool to have a column where sex workers can write in and ask questions related to their profession and the legal ramifications of things. Is this illegal? Can't Do I have a way to pursue something on this? And I was like, you know what? Okay. I like it. I love it. So December was my first column and then it is monthly and I just put on blast on my Twitter or on my socials. I'm like, Hey, if you're a sex worker and you have a legal question, I will try to answer it and feature it in my monthly column. Nice. And I want to, I want to know, like, do you get asked the same question a lot? Is this something that's like the most asked question? Can I do anything about people who uh, repost my photos online? is really the biggest one I get. And it's such a gray area um, as far as all that goes. But um, pretty much if you put it out there, you should anticipate someone's going to steal it and someone's going to use it. The big thing is um, utilizing takedown services Hmm. and um, making sure. So the company I work with, they offer a copyright piece to it that you can get as well. But realistically, it's so hard to keep Mm. up with 
yeah. all of the theft and piracy and and it's funny because you know I always felt bad for music artists like whenever Napster happened and whatever well now it's the same thing but it's me <laughs> you know yeah. it's my images and my likeness and so um I do what I can to take it down and and that kind of thing but pretty much if you put it out there there is a possibility that it will be used for evil and not good yeah I mean it happens all the time every day yeah. I can't tell you how many people every day you got a fake profile on here there there yes. there and I'm like Everywhere. just block it just block it and ignore it it's not on my link tree it's not me and I have people that listen to this podcast and then you can leave a voice note and I replay voice notes and mm. I, I the amount of people that contact me and leave a voice note to say I've been scammed by someone using yeah. your images and you know I had a phone call the other week with a police officer in Canada and he's like I'm just tying up you know loose strings or I think we've we've tracked them down to Africa I'm like the guy's wow. not gonna get his money back is he, he went no it oh, sucks. And okay. it's, it's so unfortunate because people genuinely mm. want to help or whatever. And it just sucks when I get a message and they're like, oh, this page and this page. And, or how come you never provided this for me? You said you were going to send me this. And I'm like, whoa, 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 where did I say this? Cause I know who I'm talking to. And, and then I come to find out it happened on any platform, whether it's social media or streaming, WhatsApp and platforms. yes, on everything your personal is, style and private yeah, Facebook. And so mm-hmm. <laughs> everything, nothing is safe. No, it's not. Oh my goodness. Um. Yeah. So you mentioned that you do coaching for women and couples on how to start an OnlyFans account. Mm-hmm. So I do. Gives. Can you share some tips on how to get started? So basically when I sit down with them, the big thing is making sure that you have enough content to even start because I have been doing it for over what, 18 months. And then when everything blew up, I didn't have enough content. And so uh, the big thing is setting up your socials like Instagram and walking them through, don't post this, don't, you know, share for share these pages because they have this publicly listed on OnlyFans or whatever, right? how to set all that up, Twitter, those kinds of things. And then how to, I give them a free subscription to my page. I'm like, look at how I um, write about my videos or what I write about my photos and things like that to just kind of teach them, okay, make it sexy, make it juicy, make it something that someone wants to open. Not, you know, just here's a video, no picture, no idea open it for 20 bucks and tell me what you think. You know what I mean? So kind of teaching them that creativity and how to use their words and draw people in and that kind of thing. Um, And again, about communicating with their, their people who are writing into them in their DMS, you know, because these are people who like you for whatever reason, maybe it's Mm -hmm. your face, your smile, your teeth, your eyes, your boobs. I don't know. They like you for whatever. Right. Yeah. And um, so they're there because they enjoy you. So, let them feel that you enjoy having that communication with them. Right. So just little things like that, that kind of gives that more personal touch versus just throwing things up and, and hoping for the best. Cause I want to see girls be successful. Yeah. We've all got our own fans and you can build your fan base. You just, sometimes you need that little bit of help, that little bit of guidance, that little bit of direction to say, Hey, take it this way. 
And then that's how they can build then their own character and, you know, their own branding. But it's it's good to have someone right at the beginning be like, I'm going to help you. I'm going to tell you, like, this is what succeeded for me. So I'm going to share it with you. Yes. I always say, if you want to know the wrong way to do it, talk to me. Because we made every mistake in the book. (laughs) And so to have, and there's a lot of people who charge for it. And it's like my giving back, right? Like I've been truly blessed doing this. And so it's just a little thing that I can do to kind of give back and, and keep that going, you know? I was thinking, I was like, oh, this is a service that you provide. Like, and I was going to like thinking, oh, I'll ask the fee. And you just said, no, you just do it. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's amazing. Yeah. That's it's yeah, so really it's easy. They sign up underneath me for the OnlyFans, like referral, whatever. So as long and as then, they use your link, yeah, then you will help them. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you wanted to bring in today, Bella, that we didn't mention yet? I think I just want to say that women need to empower other women. And that's the great thing about this whole process and and doing what I do. And so I think that anyone can, anyone can be on OnlyFans and anyone can be successful. I think the most important things are, first of all, self-care. Make sure that you are taking care of yourself. Make sure that you have outside um, relationships, outside of the industry and things like that. So you can kind of keep yourself stable and then just be true to yourself. Don't do anything you don't want to do. Don't, you know, let someone convince you to take photos or videos that you wouldn't normally do. Like hold your line, be true to you, be true to your brand. Mm -hmm. And um, man, just have some fun because this is really fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I look back over my whole life and all of the jobs I've had, which I've had several, and by far, hands down, this is the most fun, you know? So um, just that's really my thing is anyone can do this. Just don't let anyone drag you down. Don't listen to the negativity because there will be some. But if this is what you want to get into, have fun with it. Yeah, It's a good time. Yeah, definitely. It definitely is. It is fun. And you too can be there starting your OnlyFans account, selling your own sex tapes, whether it's solo, whether it's with a partner, um, doing the things that you want to do without being pressured into doing something that is not you. Correct. Yeah. Because you always can say no. Always, always. Always. you can say no in anything in life but it's even more so when it comes to sex because it's a different dynamic it just feels more pressured when you get asked when it comes to to things that have a sexual nature so just Mm -hmm. remind remember you're hearing us two very powerful supportive women you can say no to things that you don't want to do absolutely and i you know i've been very fortunate in this whole transformation into the adult industry, I've worked with some great, you know, producers, directors, talent, and I've never been in a position where I was uncomfortable. I know you hear stories about that. I can't speak to that. And I don't know if it's just because I'm like very upfront. I'm like, here's what I'll do. Here's what I won't do. I'm here to have fun. Let's do this thing. Yeah. Um, but I want women to know that that's okay to, to have that position. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's similar you know? how I've always been. <laughs> like 
you know what you're getting, you know what I'll do, you know what I like. And you've been amazing. I really appreciate you coming on, Lieutenant Bella Lexi, mm-hmm. coming to share your story of transforming into an OnlyFans sensation and support and other couples or the women. There's a lot of help out there for people and you yes. are there willing to help them to, to bring them up and tell everyone where they can find you online. The best place to find me is going to be on my website. It's therealbellalexi.com. And it has a link to all of my socials, all of my streaming content, everything that's really going to be the best place. That's also where you'll be able to purchase the book from me when it comes out or in bookstores anywhere in the United States or in Canada. So it will be in actual bookstores. Um, But like I said, my, my website's a great resource to find that information. Feel free to reach out to me or, you know, follow my links and message me there. So yay. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's been amazing. I've loved having you on as a guest. And thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate <laughs> it. This is Tanya Tate. Skinfluencer success. Thank you all for joining me on Tanya Tate Presents Skinfluencer Success Podcast. I touched my dreams in so many ways and my dreams came true. You are the person who can make all your dreams come true. And I want to share some quotes about dreams. You've got to have a dream and if you don't have any big dreams, nothing happens. And that was from Ian Rush. So I'm sure that the man in the Liverpool Football Club legend, Rushy, it's got to be him, hasn't it? That would be something that he'd say. And another quote, you have to dream before your dreams can come true. That one's from APJ Abdul Kalam. So I have to say, you do have, it's so true, you have to have a dream. And if you don't have big dreams, nothing's going to happen. You've got to dream big. And you've actually got to dream before those dreams are going to come true. So what are your dreams? Did you achieve them? I want you to share your stories and thoughts with me. What questions or advice do you want me to discuss? Or who do you want me to have as a guest? I invite you to share your feedback with me. You can leave feedback or ask me questions relevant to the Skinfluencer Success Podcast using the hashtag AskTanyaTate. You can ask me by commenting on my latest posts on Twitter and Patreon at TanyaTate, TikTok and YouTube at TanyaTateTube, Instagram at TanyaTateCreate, you can also leave me a voice note on my SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com slash tanyatate, and you might get featured on a future episode. So let's listen to my favorite SpeakPipe voice notes of this episode. Hello, Tanya. This is from Twitter, Jakub Jacob from Poland, and I just have one question. Do you like to travel? Oh, hello, Jacob from Poland, and thank you for following me on Twitter. And you're asking me, do I like to travel? Yes, I do like to travel. I just came back from Hawaii. So that was an amazing little trip that I did for a week. So I do love to travel. I also love to travel to see family. So I have family in Canada. So um, I try and get back and see them. They live near Toronto. 
And that's that's a nice little trip. We go for a long weekend. I've, all the rest of my family's back in the UK, so I love to travel back to the UK. And I'm, I, I like family and friends, don't I? I guess you figured that out. So yes, Jacob, I do love to travel. Thank you for that question. Okay, let's listen to the next question. just say he's either testing out his own asmr or his wife or partner's close by maybe she's in the next room i was trying to figure it out as he say hey sexy is that what he said i gotta tell you i do do silent phone calls so if you do want to get to listen to me on a one-on-one -on -one, i do that on sex panther so maybe that's what he was hoping for i'm not sure so if you did hear yourself get shouted out today, let me know your mail and name and address and I will be sending a thank you photo for showing your appreciation by leaving a voice note that I liked, that I played. And if you are listening to the podcast on Apple, Amazon, Audible and are inspired by any of the words that you hear, please be sure to give me a written review and give me five stars. And you can also give a five star rating on Spotify. And I will be checking and I do give shout outs in upcoming episodes. Thank you guys. Thank you for the support. I love it. Keep it coming in. And it's so amazing to hear what you think about the show. And if you do want to get to call me on a phone or video chat, you know where you can find me on my premium social media platforms. Sexpanther.com slash Tanya Tate or Onlyfans.com slash Tanya Tate. And we can get to chat one-on-one -on -one over there. And you can follow me on Twitter and Patreon at Tanya Tate and TikTok and YouTube at Tanya Tate Tube. Instagram is Tanya Tate Create. I can see all the official links, including my premium social media on my link tree. Just search link tree and my name, Tanya Tate, all one word. And remember, if you don't see it on my link tree, it's not me. The Skinfluencer Success Podcast is available on all major podcast platforms. You can watch it first on patreon.com slash Tanya Tate. It also gets released on OnlyFans.com slash TanyaTate and later on YouTube.com slash TanyaTateTube. Patreon members get to see exclusively see me reveal in advance this episode's guest and will be treated to exclusive clips that don't make the final cut of the video. Join my highest tier to get shoutouts. This episode shoutout of appreciation for being a top tier level member goes to Caller69. So thank you for your support. You can get a shout out by supporting the podcast and becoming a top tier level member on my Patreon. That's amazing. That's all you have to do is join the Patreon, be a tier, top level tier member and I give you a shout out. I don't know why you aren't all running to that. Walk, walk. This is Tanya Tate. You have been listening to the Skinfluencer Success Podcast. Create your dream, touch your dream, live your dream. Believe in your dreams and they will come true. Now go out there and build your bank.